This is Shimon Newbord bringing you today's Shear. And today's Shear is in the Rambam Hilchas Shechita, Perak Sheni, the second chapter, which has 22 halachas. The Rambam continues here with the rules of the various factors that apply to Shechita. And now he takes up the case of the place where Shechita may be performed. We learned the place and the animal where in the throat the shechita can be done and what has to be cut. Now, where is the place where the shechita and the animal may find themselves at the time when the shechita is made? Halacha Aleph. It's permissible to make the shechita any place. Except for the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. It's forbidden to make shechita in the Azar, in the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash, El Bilvad. Only those sacrifices that have been sanctified and that are going to go onto the Mizbeach, onto the altar, only they may be slaughtered in the courtyard. Aval Hachulin, but unsanctified meat, meat that's being used for food, also Lashachtam Bazar. It's forbidden to make the Shechita for them in the Azara, in the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash. Bain behema, bain chaya, bain oif. And this rule applies to a behema, to a chaya, or to birds. V'chein hu oimer, and the Pasuk teaches us this, Bibsar taiva, concerning meat that's slaughtered for food, ki yirchak mimcha ha-mokayim, ashayivchar Hashem, when the place which God will choose to be his resting place, that is the base Amigdash, will be very far from you. Then the Pasuk says, You shall slaughter, you shall shecht your cattle and your sheep. And then it says, And then you may eat it in your own gates. That is talking about meat that's eaten as food and not as sacrifice. From this we learn, that the mitzvah of shechting applies specifically she'ein shoichtim sa'taiva that the meat that's slaughtered for food can be slaughtered only alochutz la'mokim ha'shebocha Hashem outside the place which God has chosen because the pasuk says when the place which God has chosen that is the Beis Amigdash is far from you then you shall slaughter and you shall eat it. But in the Azara, in the place which God has chosen, that is in the Beis Amikdash, it is forbidden to slaughter meat for food. And this meat that was slaughtered outside of that place, that is outside of the Beis Amikdash, only that meat may be eaten in all your gates, that is, uh, privately. But one who shechted unsanctified meat in the Beis Hamikdash, Oisei Habosa Tahar, that meat is Tahar. It does not have the rules of Tumav Nevela. It's not Tomei like Nevela. The Shechita took it out of the category of Nevela, but it did not make it permissible to eat. And it's forbidden to make any use of it. It has the same rule, not only eaten, but it, it, you cannot make any use of it. It has the same rules as basa bechalav, as meat that was uh, cooked with milk, which we learned that it's forbidden to have any use from it. Or, or other prohibitions 
that are forbidden the bahana, that are forbidden to have any use. The koivir moisoi, it has to be buried. The ofroi osor, and its ashes uh, also may not be used. When it decomposes, that also may not be used. Even if the shechita itself was uh, not done as a transgression of the holiness of the Beis Amigdash, but he shechted it because it needed to be used as a medicine for someone who was seriously ill. He didn't slaughter it for food. It's not besar taiva. It's not meat that was slaughtered for food. It was slaughtered for a medicine. He slaughtered it for a goy to eat. He didn't intend to perform shechita here. He intended uh, for a goy to eat it. To give it to uh, an animal to eat, to, to, to feed it to the dogs. All of these cases he didn't intend to make a kosher shechita. But since the operation which he performed was a, in fact a, the kosher shechita, and he did it in the Beis Hamikdash, it's forbidden to be used. Aval but if he simply punctured the animal, that is, he didn't perform shechita, but killed it in some other way, Bazara, he uh, punctured it, Vahama'akir, or he uh, fractured its neck, that is, he killed it without shechita, V'goy Shashachat, or a goy who slaughtered, V'hashoichit V'nimtzatreifa, or if he shechted it, and then it was found inside that the organs were defective, the animal was trefa. We will learn the rules of trefa in later chapters here. Or if he made shechita on a behema achaya or a bird that were not kosher. So all of these cases, the shechita is not shechita. Then, although they're forbidden to be eaten because they're not kosher, but they are permitted to have use from them to make other use from them. So the rule that we've learned here on Halacha Beis is that it's the Shechita that it's, that's forbidden. A Shechita which, if performed outside of the Beis HaMikdash, would have been kosher. If performed inside the Beis HaMikdash, it's forbidden to make any use of this meat. And even though the Shechita was not done for Shechita, it was done for some other purpose, not for food, nevertheless, no use may be made from it. Halacha Gimel, Veloi Behema Vechaya Bilvad, and not only slaughtering a Behema and Chaya is forbidden in the Beis Hamikdash, Ela Kol Hachulin Osa Lahachnisam Loazara. All unsanctified foods may not be brought into the Azara, into the Beis Hamikdash. Afilu Psar Shchuta, even meat from an animal that was already slaughtered outside the Beis HaMikdash, kosher meat, or peris, or, or even fruit, or pas, or bread, im ova they may not be brought into the Beis HaMikdash, im ova but if he transgressed this and did bring them in, mutarim b'achila, they may be eaten, kishahayu, or just as they were permissible before. And all these rules which are given in Halacha Gimel are not uh, mentioned specifically in the Torah. There's no proof in a Pasuk for them. They are learned by oral tradition. Whoever shechted, whoever did slaughter unsanctified uh, meat in the Beis Hamikdash, or who ate 
an olive size a kazayas of uh, unsanctified meat that had been slaughtered in the Beis Amigdash, Makinoise Makas Marbus, he is given Malkus the Rabbonon, the rabbinical Malkus. He does not get Malkus the Arisa, he does not get actual Malkus, the Malkus that's given for transgressing a prohibition in the Torah, because the prohibition of slaughtering Chulin, of slaughtering unsanctified meat in the Beis HaMikdosh, is not written as a negative commandment. Only for transgressing negative commandments is Malchus given. But here, since it's learned from a positive commandment, as we learned in Halacha Aleph, when the place will be far from you, then you shall slaughter and eat it in all your gates. It's a positive commandment. And for transgressing positive commands, even though this is a negative thing that comes out of it, since it said, you shall slaughter when it's far from you, this teaches you that you may not slaughter in the Beis HaMikdash, but the rule is that lav habo miklal asay, asay, a negative thing that's learned from a positive statement is considered a positive commandment, and therefore the Torah does not specify malchus, but nevertheless, Malchus is given as a rabbinical punishment. Halacha Dalit, Ha'oimer, Behemazu Shlomim, Uvloda Chulin, someone who sanctified a pregnant animal to be a sacrifice, and he specified this Behema, this, this pregnant animal is Shlomim, shall be a sacrifice. Uvloda Chulin, but the, uh, the, uh, child that's inside, the baby that's inside, shall be chul and remains unsanctified. He did not sanctify the, the fetus. Im azara, and then it was slaughtered in the azara, and we learned the, the rule in Macholis Asuras, that slaughtering the mother, shechita the mother, is sufficient to permit the fetus to be eaten. Vlada mutar bachila. The offspring, the fetus, may be eaten. Even though the shechita of the mother is not a shechita that would have been kosher and he performed it on the fetus because the fetus is not sanctified. Nevertheless, here it's kosher. Because since this fetus is inside the mother, he could not slaughter it outside the the mother is uh, sanctified as a sacrifice. It must be slaughtered inside the Beis Amikdash, and there's no way to slaughter the fetus outside. Therefore, the shechita is kosher even for the fetus. One cannot shecht at the edge of uh, of uh, an ocean or a river and the bloods to run into the water there, Shemayoimru, because people who see this will say, Oivid Mayim Huza, he is uh, sacrificing to the water. The waters used to be in Avoidazara, and people who see it will think he is sacrificing to the, to the uh, water. Venira Kemakriv Lamayim, he appears like sacrificing to the water. Veloyishchoit Lekli Mole Mayim, and he should not slaughter into a vessel containing water, even though uh, this is not an Avoidazara, the water in the vessel is not an Avoidazara. Shambayayim room, because people who see it will say, Latsura Shetiroi Bamayim Shachat. He is uh, slaughtering a sacrifice 
to the reflection that he sees in the water, the reflection that there's a uh, there's a picture in the water, there's a reflection of the shaykhit and of the animal in the water, and they will think that uh, he's sacrificing to that reflection. And shall not slaughter with, for the blood to run into a keli, into a vessel, or into a uh, special hole that was made in the ground for that purpose. Because those who slaughter sacrifices for idol worship do do such. They they do the it in that manner. If he did slaughter this way, this is kosher. Then, if he did do it, it's kosher. To begin with, he shouldn't do it. It's permissible to perform the shechita into a uh, vessel containing water. When the water is is dirty, muddy, because then the reflection uh, cannot be seen in it, in muddy water. He can slaughter on the ground, outside the hole in the ground. Even though the blood falls on the ground and flows into the into the hole. But in a public place he should not do that. Because uh, this is copying the uh, way those who worship Avodah do it. And if he did shecht uh, into a hole in the ground in a public place like that, also since he's copying Jews who worship Avodah Zara, uh, it's forbidden to eat from his until they uh, examine uh, him very thoroughly, Shema Minu, to see whether he is also one of those uh, idol worshippers. It's permissible uh, to shecht on a boat uh, against the uh, outer wall of the boat. Even though the water, even though the blood runs down the side of the ship and runs into the water. And it's uh, for, uh, it's permissible to make the shechita on top of a keli, as long as it's not done directly into them, but on them, even though the blood is going to later run into them. Now we get to the shechita itself. How is the shechita performed? In what manner? He stretches out the throat. And he moves the knife back and forth, away from him and towards him, until he has uh, made the shechita, until he has cut the simonim, the dikana, and the veshat, which we learned about in the last chapter. And it doesn't matter whether the behemoth, the animal, was lying down, and he held the knife above, in, in other words, the behemoth was lying down, the throat was exposed uh, upward, and he held the knife above the animal and cut down. So whether the animal was standing, the ochaz be'arpon, he held it from behind the, the, behind the neck, 
and stretched out the throat, and, and the throat was above, showing downward, and pulled the knife in his hand from below, and he slaughtered upward, so it doesn't matter whether the cutting is done upward or the cutting is done downward. In either case, this is kosher. If he stuck the handle of the knife into the uh, into a wall, so the knife was standing still. The heavier and he moved the throat of the animal against the knife until it was uh, cut. Such a shchit is also kosher. It doesn't have to be moving the knife against the throat standing still. He can move the throat against the knife standing still. But this is kosher if the knife stands still and he moves the behema. This is kosher only if the throat was underneath and the knife was above. Because if the throat of the of the uh, animal was above the knife and he had to move the throat down, it's possible that the animal will fall down hard because of the weight. And the throat will be cut by a chopping motion without moving back and forth, and that's not shchita. Shchita has to be cutting by moving back and forth, and not by chopping, as as we will learn later. So, if he if the he was moving the knife, it doesn't matter even if the knife was above, because since the knife is not so very heavy, the shaykhet can control it, and he knows that he didn't chop downward with the knife. But if the knife was standing still and he's moving the behema, and the behema was above, since the behema is heavy, he may chop down with the behema cut by a chopping rather than a cutting. And therefore, with the knife stationary and moving the behema, it's kosher only if the knife was above and the behema was below. Uh, chopping is not shita kamoshi is boyer, as we will learn in the next uh, chapter. Lepichach, therefore, im hoya oif, if we're dealing with a bird, not with a behema, ben shahoya tzavori milmaila minasakin hanutza oilamata himenu, then it doesn't matter, since the bird is not very heavy, and there's no danger of, of chopping like that because of the weight. Then it doesn't matter whether the throat of the of the bird was above the knife that stuck into the wall or underneath. It doesn't matter which way it's done. This is kosher because he can control it and there's no heavy weight pushing down. He moved the knife away from him and did not return it back towards him. He, he cut in one direction only. Or he cut towards him and didn't move away from him. He cut in one direction only and he shechted. This is kosher. As we learned, in fact, in the last chapter, that even if it was 
had a nick that felt only in one direction, and he shechted only in the other direction, it was kosher. If he kept on cutting back and forth until he cut the whole head off and it fell off, this is kosher. If he moved the knife away, but not towards him, he moved the knife towards him and not away, he moved the knife only in one direction, and thereby he cut off the whole head, while moving only in one direction, he managed to cut off the whole head, if the knife is as long is long enough as the width of two throats, as it's, in other words, the length of the, of the knife is twice the width of the throat, measuring with the throat of this animal that's being shechted, then it's kosher. And if not, then the shechita is not kosher, because it's assumed that such a knife was not long enough to cut, to make such a cut, uh, by just moving it in one direction, by one motion, the knife was not long enough to make such a cut as to cut off the head, and he must have chopped with it. Shachat shnei roshim ki if he cut two hands off at once, that is, there were two behemoths, one next to the other, and in one motion, he took a long knife, and in one motion, he made the shechita on both of them together. Shechita sekshera, then the shechita is kosher even though he did two at once. Halacha Yud, Shnayim Sha'achazu Besakin, two people were holding the same knife. Afilo Echon Mitzad Zeh, Vashayni Mitzad Acher Kenegdoi, even if one was holding it on one end, and the other one was holding it at the opposite end, Vishachatu, and they made the Shechita together, Shechitosam Kshayra, this is kosher, even though one was pushing while the other was pulling. So also two who were holding two different knives, and they both slaughtered together, they both cut together at two different places in the throat. This is kosher. Even though one of them slaughtered only the veshet, the, the uh, esophagus, or, or the majority of the esophagus, and the other one, who was cutting in a different place, cut only the trachea, or the majority of it, and the din, the law had a, with a behemor chayas, that both have to be cut, and here each one cut only one. This is kosher. And even though the shechita wasn't made all in one place, in a behemor chaya, the shechita has to uh, involves cutting both. And here, the shechita was was made in two places. One was cut in one place, and one was cut in another place. Shechita that was made at an angle like the point of a pen, or shechita that was made like a comb that is going up and down and up and down, is still kosher. That is, he cut at an angle so that there was not one straight cut, which cut the kona and the veshet, but he cut, let's say, from 
going from top to bottom. He cut at an angle from top to bottom so that the upper part of the cut of, of the corner was lower than the lowest part of the cut of the veshet or the opposite way. He cut the opposite way. Or he kept on moving the knife up and down and up and down and up and down so that it came, the cut was a jagged cut and not a straight cut. It's still kosher. As long as he didn't stop in the middle, it's kosher. Halachi yudalef. Ein shchitas achulen kavona. Shechting, unsanctified meat, does not require intention to slaughter. He does not have to have intention for the shechita. Unlike shechting the sacrifices, which requires intention, shechting unsanctified meat, meat for food, is not does not require intention. Even though he slaughtered while doing something else, he slaughtered it as a joke. He threw the knife, intending to, for the uh, point of the knife to catch itself in the wall. And the knife, and a behemoth was standing in the way, and the knife passed the behemoth's throat and made a shechita while it was passing by. As long as the shechita was proper, in the proper place, and the proper amount, this is kosher. Therefore, since shechita does not require intention, a deaf mute, or an idiot, or a child under bar mitzvah, or a, someone who was drunk to the extent that uh, he's confused and doesn't know what he's doing, or someone who went insane, and they perform shechita, someone else sees them do it, and they see that the shechita is proper, this is kosher. But a knife which was not thrown, but it fell, so that its movement is not due to, to the force imparted by someone throwing it, but, but uh, the, its motion now is due to the force of gravity, and it's loaded on the way, even though the shechita was proper, this is not kosher. Shenemar, because the Pesach requires, you shall slaughter. The one who slaughters has to be a person. Even though he didn't intend to make shechita, but it has to be he who did it. Gimel. Galgal shall shall eat a wheel of uh, stone or of wood, there was a knife attached to it, and someone turned the wheel, a person turned the wheel, and he put the throat of the uh, bird or the behema against the wheel, until it was slaughtered when the knife came around. He was it was slaughtered with the knife moving around. This is kosher because the even though he didn't move the knife, but since he moved the wheel and the knife was attached to it, it's he who moved it. 
if it was a wheel that was turned by water, by water power, like like uh, the mill, the old-fashioned mills that are turned by water, and he put the throat against the knife, while the wheel was turning around, and it became slaughtered, this is not kosher, even though it was he who put the throat there, but it was not he who moved the knife. But if the water flow was stopped up, there was a gate that stopped the water from going so that it could be turned on and off, and a person opened the gate of the water. And the water then flowed in and caused the wheel to turn. And it shechted the animal while turning around. This is kosher. Because this came by the doing, by the deed of a person. Even though it was, the person didn't directly turn the wheel, but since it was he who opened the gate to let in the water that turned the wheel, that's kosher. When do we say that this is kosher? The first turning of the wheel, the first revolution of the wheel. Because this comes directly from the from the deed that the person did by opening the water. But from the second revolution and on, this is not done by a person. This is already done by the water that continues flowing. And so this is not kosher. Someone who slaughtered, even though the shechita does not require intention for shechita, but it may not have an intention for Avoy the Zara. If he made the Shita as a sacrifice for the mountains, Lashem Gvois, or the valleys, Lashem Yabim, he sacrificed for the oceans, Lashem the Horus, or the the rivers, Lashem Bodis, or the desert, even though he didn't intend to sacrifice to an Avoy the Zara, this was done uh, as a medicine. This was done as uh, some sort of a witchcraft to, to perform a cure and not uh, to worship Avodah Hagoyim or some other superstition of the Goyim. This Shechita is not kosher. Even though he didn't intend to do Avodah Zara, but if the Shechita was not done was done with a specific intention to perform some sort of a silly superstition, it's also not kosher. But if he shechted for the angel who uh, controls the sea, or the angel that controls the uh, mountain, or the Stars and the constellations, which we uh, learned in Hilchas Yisoidei Hatayra, that uh, these are all conscious beings, and the the stars and the constellations are conscious beings that are even higher than the Malachim, Bahem or some other thing. Asura This is forbidden. Uh, uh, to be used at all. Not only is the shechita not kosher, but it may not be used just like any thing that was done for avodah That is, if he did it for the for the 
water of the ocean, if he slaughtered, let's say, to the water of the ocean, then it's only the shechita is not kosher, but since he didn't intend for avoidazara, the uh, it, it may be used for other purposes. It may not be eaten, but it may be used. It's not avoidazara, but if he slaughtered to the angel of the water, then it's avoidazara that may not be used. If he make the shechita with the intention of sprinkling the blood for avoidazara or burning the fat of the animal avoidazara for for idol worship, even though the shechita itself was not an avoidazara, the shechita was done for the purpose of using it later for avoidazara. it's forbidden. Because the kind of intention that's done, that, the intention of the Shechita that's done outside the Beis Amigdash for Chulin, for, for unsanctified meat, has the same rules as the intention of, of the sacrifices in the Beis Amigdash. Because such an intention with a sacrifice would render the sacrifice unfit. As we will learn in the laws of unfit sacrifices. If he first made the shechita properly and then he entertained the intention that he was going to sprinkle the blood for idol worship or to burn the fat for avoidazarah. This is forbidden because of the doubt. Because perhaps the intention later proves that even to begin with, he had such an intention of machshava kezoi shachat. And it was with this intention that he slaughtered. If one slaughtered on sanctified meat outside the base Amigdash and he had in, in mind the intention that he would use this as a sacrifice if it was the kind of sacrifice that one could voluntarily bring so that his intention would have made it a sacrifice then this shechita is not kosher because this is like slaughtering sanctified meat outside the base Amigdash and that's not kosher but if he slaughtered it for the, with the intention of using it as a sacrifice, the kind of sacrifice which cannot be brought voluntarily, then then this is kosher because his thought does not render it a sacrifice. For example, if he shechted it as an ola, that's a sacrifice that's burned completely out of his beach, l'shem shlomim, l'shem toido, L'shem Pesach, or these are different sacrifices which one voluntarily brings and part of it is burned on the Mizbeach and part is eaten. Shritosik Psula, this is not kosher. Hoil Pesach, Since a carbon Pesach, even though it can only be brought Erev Pesach in the afternoon, but since one can sanctify it as a carbon Pesach any time of the year, Hanehu Doime so therefore it's like a thing that can be brought voluntarily because even though he can only bring it when the rules specify when the law specifies that is Arab Pesach but he can sanctify it whenever he wants 
Shachat l'shem chatas, l'shem ha'shem vaday, l'shem ha'shem tali, if he made the shechita for a chatas, or an ashab, these are... Sacra, there are, these are sacrifices that can be brought only when one is required to because of a sin that he performed, that, that he did, which we will learn uh, later on, L'shem Bechoyer, or he sacrificed it as a Bechor, as a firstborn animal, which has to be sacrificed, and it wasn't, or L'shem Meiser, the, one, the animals one in ten of, of the animals have to be designated as Meiser and have to be brought as a sacrifice, L'shem Tmura, or he sacrificed it as an exchange for an an, for a uh, sacrifice, and he, he slaughtered it as if it had been exchanged for a, an animal that had sancti- been sanctified, and in fact it hadn't. All of these are things that that uh, cannot be done by one's intention. Is shchitosik sheir? Then the shchit is kosher because his intention doesn't accomplish anything. Halacha yotes hayamachuyev chatas. But if he had done a sin committed a sin, and he had to bring a chatos v'shochat, and he slaughtered it v'yomah l'chatosi, this is for my sin offering, shchitosi psula. That's not kosher, because here, since he is required to bring a chatos, it's as if he had brought a chatos outside the Beis HaMikdash. Hoyoloi karbet b'seich beisoi, and if he had a sanctified animal, an animal sanctified as a carbon in his house, v'shochat, and he slaughtered v'yabal ashem t'muras zivchi, this is in exchange for my sacrifice, shchitosei p'sula. Then it's not kosher, sh'arei heimir boy, because he did make this animal in exchange for a sacrifice. Aloch echav, ho'isha sh'shochta, a woman who shechted l'shem oilas yildis, she shechted as a, the oila that a, that a, uh, Yoldis has to bring, that a woman who gives birth has to bring, a woman who gives birth has to bring a uh, sacrifice, an oila, and a shlomim, an oila and a chatos, two sacrifices. The Amran, she said, Zula, I lost, see, this is for, this is for my... Oila for my for my burnt offering, Shitosak Shaira, this is kosher. Shain Oilas Yoldis Babanadar on the Dava. because a uh, even though an oila, a burnt offering can be brought brought voluntarily, but the burnt offering of a woman who gave birth cannot be brought voluntarily. She didn't give birth. so she didn't wasn't required to bring an oila. The Shamahipila. We don't say Maybe it's not kosher. Never it's kosher. We don't say maybe it's not kosher because maybe she once miscarried. Because when a woman miscarries, we know about it. But one who shechts an animal saying that this is an oilav and nazir, a nazir, a nazir, a burnt offering that's brought by a nazir, even though we don't know this man being a Nazir, then the Shechita is not kosher. Because even though only a Nazir brings an Ola of a Nazir, but since a, the whole Nazirus, the whole being a Nazir is a voluntary act, so he can so it's as if he had made a, a, a sacrifice which is brought voluntarily. Two 
two people were holding a knife, v'shoichtem, and both slaughtering together. We learned previously that this was kosher. One of them had in mind some intention which... Uh, makes the shechita not kosher. And the second one had no intention at all. Or he had an, a specific intention for something that is kosher. Some intention which is permissible. This is not kosher. Even though it was only one who had the wrong intention. And so also if they slaughtered one after the other without stopping in between. One of them did part of the shechita, the other did the rest of the shechita without stopping in between. One of them had an intention that renders it unkosher. Poisel, then the whole thing becomes unkosher. When do we say that that uh, a wrong intention makes the shechita unkosher? If he had, if the sheikh had, had at least partial ownership in this animal, but if he didn't own any part of the animal, he was simply doing shechita for someone else, this does not become forbidden. Because no Jew can cause something that's not his to become forbidden to someone else, because we assume that he expressed this intention only to irritate the other person, but not actually to uh, cause a loss. He didn't actually intend to perform a sin thereby. If a Jew shechted for a goy, even though the goy, the owner of the animal, has any intention that he wants, he intends for avoid the zara or for whatever, the shechita is still kosher, because we are concerned only with the intention of the one who did the shechita, not to the, with the intention of the owner, only of the shechit. Therefore, a goy that shechted for a Jew, even if the goy was a minor, and his intention is not ordinarily considered, this shechita is not kosher, as we will learn Later on in uh, Paragdala.